This video is brought to you by Nebula. Today, the US shoots down a Turkish drone in Syria. 51 people are killed by a Russian airstrike in Ukraine, and Mauritius decriminalizes homosexuality. From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Friday, the 6th of October 2023. On Thursday, the United States shot down an unmanned Turkish drone operating near US troops in northern Syria, marking the first time that the US has brought down an aircraft of a NATO ally. The incident comes as Turkey has been carrying out strikes against Kurdish militant targets in Syria, days after a bomb attack in the Turkish capital, Ankara. A spokesperson from the Pentagon said that Turkish drones had been carrying out airstrikes on Thursday morning in Hasakar, northeastern Syria, just one kilometre away from US troops. A few hours later, a Turkish drone is said to have come within less than half a kilometre of US troops, was deemed a threat and was subsequently shot down by an F-16 fighter jet. The Pentagon described it as a regrettable incident, but said there was no indication that Turkey was intentionally targeting US forces. According to US officials speaking to the Associated Press, the shootdown was ordered after more than a dozen calls were made to Turkish military officials, warning them that US forces were in the area and that they would take action if the drone didn't leave. Following the incident, the US Defense Secretary held a call with his Turkish counterpart, aimed at quickly easing tensions where he emphasized the importance of the relationship with Turkey, but also the need to avoid any similar incidents going forward. The US has some 900 troops based in Syria, where they work with Kurdish-led fighters to battle the so-called Islamic State group. The People's Protection Unit, or YPG, is the main element of the US allied forces, something which has strained US relations with Turkey, as Turkey views the YPG as a terrorist organization and an extension of the Kurdistan Workers' Party, or PKK, militant group. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine, or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. A Russian missile strike on a village in northeastern Ukraine has killed 51 people during a gathering to mourn a fallen Ukraine soldier, according to Ukrainian officials. Ukraine's President Zelensky said the attack on the village of Hrotza, which has a population of 330, was a deliberate missile strike on an ordinary store and cafe, adding that Russia could not have been unaware of where they were hitting. The airstrike occurred at the same time as European leaders, including Zelensky, were meeting in Granada, Spain, for a summit of the European political community. The EU's foreign policy chief, Josep Borrell, described it as yet another heinous attack against innocent civilians. Zelensky has been using the summit as an opportunity to call for allies to help Ukraine beef up its air defence capabilities. And on Thursday, German Chancellor Olaf Scholz pledged to send another US-made Patriot air defence system. In other news from Russia, the Speaker of Russia's State Duma said that it would discuss revoking its ratification of the Comprehensive Nuclear Test Ban Treaty, after Vladimir Putin indicated that Russia could resume nuclear testing. The US has signed the treaty but never ratified it. Moving to Norway now, where the 2023 Nobel Peace Prize has been awarded to Nargis Mohammadi for her fight against the oppression of women in Iran and her fight to promote human rights and freedom for all. In the statement announcing the prize, the chairperson of the Norwegian Nobel Committee said, 
Mohammadi's brave struggle has come with tremendous personal costs. Altogether, the regime has arrested her 13 times, convicted her five times, and sentenced her to a total of 31 years in prison and 154 lashes. Ms. Mohammadi is still in prison as I speak. The statement began with the slogan, Woman, Life, Freedom which was widely used by Iranian protesters following the death last year of Marza Amini in the custody of the morality police. Mohammadi's husband, who lives in exile in France with their children, said the prize would be more than just for her. It's also a prize for the human rights activists who have been fighting for change in Iran for many decades in a society that has unjust laws. From inside and outside prison, Nargis Mohammadi has campaigned against the death penalty, torture, sexualized violence, and in support of women's rights and freedom. The award will be presented in Oslo on December the 10th, and the Nobel Committee said if the Iranian authorities make the right decision, they will release her so that she can be present to receive this honor in December, which is what we primarily hope for. Looking to Mauritius now, and in a story we touched on yesterday, the Supreme Court of Mauritius has decriminalised same-sex relations by striking out a colonial-era law that made homosexuality illegal. In reaction to the ruling, the man who brought the case to court said he was now free to love whoever I want without fear, having argued that the criminal offence of sodomy was a breach of his basic rights. In its ruling, the court said that the law, dating back to 1898, does not reflect any indigenous Mauritian values, but was inherited as part of our colonial history from Britain, adding that it was not the expression of domestic democratic will. The ruling means that men can no longer be arrested for having gay sex, but it's now down to the Mauritian parliament to actually repeal the law. While it hadn't been enforced in recent years, for gay people, the existence of the law was a kind of Damocles sword hanging over our head, according to the country's largest LGBTQ advocacy group. The ruling sets Mauritius apart from a number of other African countries, which are cracking down on homosexuality. For example, Uganda passed one of the world's harshest anti-LGBTQ laws in May, which allows for the death penalty for those convicted of so-called aggravated homosexuality. We end with some uplifting news from Java, Indonesia, where a critically endangered Javan rhino calf was caught on camera. A new calf, which is thought to have been born in February, is good news for the species, as there are just 81, including the calf, left, all in one national park in Indonesia. An environmental ministry official said, the birth is a success for Indonesia in its efforts to conserve Javan rhinos. It follows the birth of two new calves that were spotted by cameras in January this year. That's all we have time for today, but if you're the kind of person who wants to dive deeper into the more technical and analytical side of these stories, then you ought to check out The Daily Discussion, where our writing team are let loose to discuss stories just like this one, diving deeper into new stories and unpacking the hidden details they found fascinating, but that are either too long or too academic to make it into the final script.
If you want to check them out, you can find them exclusively on Nebula. And the best news is that Nebula is less than £2 a month and provides you with ad-free and exclusive videos from TLDR and a ton of incredible content from other creators like Johnny Harris, Real Life Law and Legal Eagle. Check it out by clicking the link in the description and make sure you use our link so they know that you came from us.